This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs. Our special guest commentator for the show, Chad R. McDonald. Hello. Who has been on the show a number of times. So just in case Stanley doesn't come back, we have Chad. But no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, Mr. Mr. Wait, wait, wait. call back and, and, and yell at me wasn't, again. Wasn't Stanley going as Chad for a while? It was Chet. Oh, it was he Chet. Changed his oh, name. Stanley is, so Stanley's white ego is called Chet. So it kind of like almost <laughs> matches up. Chad, it's, it's, Chet. It's, it's close. It's close. Yeah, it's so close enough. So I guess enough. my alternate eagle, ego would be Stably? <laughs> possibly. Stelmy, I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. All right, guys. So um, as I mentioned before we went on break, we're starting the show talking about the alt-right. Okay. So many of us, like myself, we may be wondering how a raging demagogue who is notorious for using hate speech against Muslims, women, and people of color how he actually has a chance at winning the White House. It's not a big chance, but he has a chance. Well, we can thank a far-right phenomenon known as the alt-right for fueling Donald Trump's campaign and popularity. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, like, what are the origins of the alt-right? Who are the leaders? And is this just a modern-day version of the KKK? Well, the alt-right, they don't have multiple leaders. They're not an organized group. They don't have meetings or chapters, but instead they're a collection of ultra-conservative bigots who spread hatred on the Internet. They are also mostly white, straight men that share the same racist ideologies. Plus, they bound together with common enemies. And who are their enemies? Women, people of color, immigrants, and anyone or anything that threatens the freedom of white men. Now, I was reading in Mike, shout out to Mike, that the alt-right, um, are, are, they actually think that they're victims. They think that like white men are victims <laughs> in society and being oppressed. White genocide. I was like, well, Chad, do you feel like a victim at all or oppressed? There's only one way I feel like a victim, and uh, because it always surprises conservatives when they find this out about me. Um, obviously, I'm on the radio, so I'll just describe myself. I'm a six-foot-tall white guy with sandy brown hair. It always surprises people to find out that I am an immigrant. Right. It was just from Canada, but I'm an immigrant. Now, that hampered me horribly when I was looking for a job because all my references, all my experience were out of country. And all I could get was minimum wage stuff in the back of a warehouse that somebody had to recommend me for. I, would, I couldn't get hired. So that's the only way that I've I've suffered any so form not, so of being so being but white, as a white guy no okay thank you that that's what I was looking for the answer <laughs> is no thank you so we <laughs> no, heard it from a all. white guy himself that's what he says so according to them they're being oppressed by women who use and I'm quoting Mike uh, sex and victimhood to gain influence <laughs> yeah. uh, minorities who are on government assistance the media and Jewish people who control everything from the shadows right it sounds like the KKK yeah it sounds exactly like the KKK <laughs> I mean according to them they're not the KKK because they're smarter and they have more intellect that's what they literally said like when people ask them like what's the difference they're like no we're smarter seriously yeah. so Hillary Clinton actually addressed this movement and linked them to Trump in a speech last week and I'm gonna play that clip 
Um, Alyssa, can you just describe that clip while I get it queued up? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, uh, Hillary Clinton was giving a speech in Reno, Nevada, and she was talking about how um, Donald Trump has essentially helped to push this fringe right-wing group into the mainstream. I just want to say, while we're waiting to get this ready to go, that I hate the term alt-right, unless it's in quotations, because I just don't think it's a new group. I just think it's a rebranding of an old group, but we can talk about that after the clip. Okay, so the clip stopped playing on its own. I'm <laughs> not sure why. It started it up really well and now it's not playing but basically i'll just describe what she say so hillary clinton in that clip she she made us a, a speech in reno nevada and she was just saying that um when it comes to white like this white nationalist movement people who have a really proud heritage in identifying as white and people who oppose multiculturalism and value western values um these are the people again that are linked to supporting donald trump yeah. and if you ask me, he pretty much gave them a megaphone. He gave them the right to say really bigoted things and statements, really xenophobic, you know, comments and rhetoric. Right out of the gate, he did. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he launched his campaign back in June 2015, that's when he called Mexicans rapists and drug dealers. Um, so I, I wanted to start the conversation by just asking you on the panel, and of course, if you guys are listening, you want to chime in, you can call up at 212-650-6903. First question I want to know, so how and when did the alt-right movement begin? And I know you just you linked back to Donald Trump's, the beginning of his campaign, Chad, so what do you say to that? Well, I mean, the, alt, the alt-right is basically just a rebranding. They, they're, it's It's... It's. I made a meme last week that went fairly viral, and and basically all I said is uh, it's a politically politically correct way of of that of branding a white supremacist, is really all it is. They they've it's not they're not a new movement. They've always been around. Uh, Donald Trump has given them a voice. He's done that right from the beginning of his campaign. Uh, a few years ago, um, I actually wrote an article talking about how I actually am an immigrant, and I put that out, and I was contacted by a Twitter account that called itself N-Cultural Marxism. Uh, Marxism. And I'm like, what the heck is cultural Marxism? And I looked in, and it's basically it ties into this whole cesspool of white genocide, these white men that believe that they are in danger, that believe that they're being breeded out of the country, that feminists are bad, that immigrants are bad, people of color are bad, uh, LGBT uh, community is bad, and the only way to fight that is you got to arm yourself, you got to close the borders, you got to get everybody into Christian I mean, churches, this is... and that's where the alt right came from. Is the... this? insane conspiracy but theory. i'll i'll disagree with you only on one point which is that it starts with the rise of trump i think it starts actually way before that i think that oh, no, um, we've always had uh very white nationalist groups yes. throughout this country that have occupied a fringe place in this in our political discourse yep. um and this fringe place in which they occupied was basically ignored there was no mainstream politician that gave them any credence there right. was lots of republicans that maybe sometimes used uh, you know, uh, what I'll call um, dog, whistles. dog whistles or subtext or, you know, made sort of racial. They alluded to it. Right. Comments um, or more nationalist comments. Um, but 
it wasn't until Donald Trump that it really came into the mainstream. So I'll, I'll give you that. But I don't think that this is new. And that's why no, I have such all. a problem yeah. with using the term alt-right. Because I think by using the term alt-right, it actually, that's why I actually had, it legitimizes. Uh, it legitimizes the group. And that's why I keep putting it in quotes. Because to me, the alt-right is nothing more than, you know, maybe they're not the KKP, but it's nothing more than one of the ve- many nationalist, um, isolationist, white groups that we have seen that have talked about this concept of white genocide, which doesn't even exist. Yeah. Let's just like get that it's clarified right theory. out of the it's gate. It's an right. conspiracy, and that's why I'm going to try and rebrand the alt-right myself all, all this week on Facebook. I'm going to be calling them the alt-right. Right. Oh, that's a better <laughs> term for them. So, okay, so uh, Alyssa, you just basically gave us a, a history lesson in white supremacy in America and how it, I mean, it it does change its face and its name at different times and in different generations. To me, this is just the KKK rebranded in 2016. But, you know, Hillary Clinton did a really good job in tying this, these people, whatever you want to call them, to Donald Trump. And, you know, I mentioned in my intro how he sort of, you know, gave given these people a platform to speak because whenever he speaks and open his mouth, he's offensive. He's ridiculous. He's racist. And now they're like, well, if Donald Trump can say this in front of millions of people, so okay. can I. Right. I don't need to be politically correct. And then Donald Trump pretty much has given them like a wink and a nod rather than repudiating them or scolding them or mm-hmm. saying or saying I'm disconnected. He's like, you know, remember that. Remember when um, that he was asked about. Um, and being endorsed by David Duke, and he's like, well, who, who, that. "Who's, who's oh, that? Who's David Duke again?" I don't even know who that is. Yeah, right? Exactly. He's like, that? there was a meme that went around like that. I think you made it. it was that me, was really great. We got should me talk. suspended from Facebook. Um, I called in about that. But you know, like, let's be clear about one thing, which is, you know. Donald Trump allowed them to speak freely, but we should always remember, even though I said that other politicians, especially conservatives, have used dog whistles, that has not stopped other politicians for the past many, many, many years enacting policies that are racially biased, right? North I mean, Carolina. we see that in um, the voting rights laws that, you know, or this attack on voting rights uh, since the end of uh, or the uh, ruling about the partial unconstitutionality of the Voting Rights Act and then the rise of the voter ID law when there is, in fact, no voter fraud at all, and yeah. which is sig- significantly done for the purposes of disenfranchising voters. It's the same reason why you have a lot of states that have um, laws that don't let felons vote, right? Because something like 90 percent of people that are felons in the United States are black or Hispanic. So if yeah. you have a law that permanently bans felons from vo- voting, then it's going to fall down across racially biased lines. So we should make very clear that while the alt-right may now be, or quote-unquote alt-right may now be speaking out, one, they're not a new group, and two, Republicans have been pushing these types of racially biased policies for a while. They just haven't allowed—they've done it in a way— Unlike Donald Trump, they've done it sort of in the under the radar way. In fact, I saw a meme going around the other day that was sort of a joke on that. And it was like some guy taking his KKK coat off and being like, come on, guys, we fought for 50 years for the right to be anonymous. You know, well, but you know what? Even though, Alyssa, you're opposed to calling them and the, uh, giving them a name because you think it legitimizes them. I'm not. I actually like the fact that they have this name and people identify with it because you know exactly who they are. Exactly. Like, I much rather know that maybe a colleague or a 
boss of mine or someone I have to work with is a part of the KKK, then just uh, then have to deal with, you know, underlying racism every single day. I think that's fair. I just don't like this idea of them rebranding as if they're this new group that just exactly. came no, out of the woodwork. They're obvious. not a new group. They're not. And I, in fact, obvious. I'm getting a like. message right now on Facebook from our good friend Manny who says someone on my page called the alt-right, quote unquote, hipster Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and then another thing is, you know, I, I originally asked the question of, you know, how did they come about the origins? I also want to say that if you think about all of the progress Black Lives Matter has made, I definitely think this is a response. Oh, because it's making them insane. It is, because the thing is, anything yeah. that threatens white supremacy or even just calls it out and confronts it, it has them just going away. Absolutely. And that's why we're saying it's not a new group. I mean, during the presidency of Barack Obama, how many hate groups sprung up out of nowhere? And you had, and there, and and we're not talking like, uh, you know, rebranding themselves, calling themselves uh, alt right or whatever. You had armed militia. You had uh, uh, open. KKK, you, you still go into parts of, of the deep south. I actually, and, and I'll give you some numbers on that. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, yeah. there are currently 892 hate groups that are being tracked in the United States. They have a map. You can go to their website um, and believe you me, they are, are uh, you know, they're in every single state in yeah. the entire union. It's not, obviously, if you look at this map, they're in mostly concentrated in the old Confederacy. Yeah. Um, however, there is literally a hate group in, in every, every state. state. Wow. And those of us who run Facebook pages, Alyssa, I know you can speak to this. When when we get trolls, people who are, are Trump voters, I mean, it's all Confederate and, and flag. Just to give it's you, all, you know. And just to give you a number on that, since 1999, in 1999, the Southern Poverty Law Center was tracking 457 hate groups, okay? Barack Obama got elected in 2008. In 2008, that number had almost doubled to 926. Spring and like then it right before the 2012 election is when it hit its highest, which was one. 1,018 hate groups, and then it went down a little to 784 last year, and now it's back up to 892 uh, in 2015. And I'm these sorry. are dangerous people. These are yeah. not just people who are, you know, getting together in their mom's basement and talking about how much they hate feminazis. These are people who are arming themselves and training with weaponry. And just to take that one step further, which is while the Southern Poverty Law Center does track hate groups, including what they will label black nationalist groups, so it's not just white supremacist groups, they also, but there's very, very few few of these black national groups, like maybe three or four. Um, just to give you some better numbers, to give you sort of the racial divide within the hate groups that they're tracking, um, 998 total uh, p- hate groups consider themselves to be anti-government patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of uh, and, and out of all of the hate groups, um, 190 of the groups consider themselves to be part of the Ku Klux Klan. And there's been a 42% increase in the total number of anti-Muslim hate groups up from 2014. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I like the fact that, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center, they do a good job at tracking it. They need to keep up with the alt-right, too, because these people are really, really vocal about their racism. (laughs) That is is the collective. That's sort of like the umbrella term. And another thing, because I know we're linking it, you know, how does this link to Donald Trump? Another thing is, you know, Donald Trump, he also, um, he has ties because he recently hired Steve Brannon, who was the former Brannon, who was the former executive chairman of Brett Bart, and he, which is a Breitbart. space Breitbart, thank you, uh, which is a safe space for white uh, supremacist ideology. Like yeah. if you ever go 
to that there. website. Don't I mean, it's just nasty. It, it really there. is. I mean, don't read the comments. It's, it's horrible. So he hired like basically yeah. the chairman, and it's. I, I I feel like Donald Trump at this point is taking pride in rallying this group of people and it's, using it as leverage. It's it's blowing my mind because he's got Steve Bannon with his history of domestic abuse right. and and anti-Semitism. He was saying he didn't want his daughters going to the same school as Jews did. Yeah. I mean, and then that, you have David who Duke. Who says that? You, you have David. Said, yeah, David Duke says that um, Donald Trump is the Messiah of the alt right. I mean, Messiah so, of the alt right. There you go. And he is is. I mean, he's not going to be fired from the CEO. I have a feeling this none of this is going to get him fired from being CEO of the Trump campaign. Oh no, uh, definitely not. All right, guys. But on that note, we do have to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere. We will continue this conversation about the alt right, aka. The racists in our country supporting Donald Trump. Don't go anywhere. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Guys, I always get distracted with the Ustream because I'm like looking at myself and I'm not used to it. I'm sitting in Stanley's chair, by the way, FYI. He's not here. He's a loser. Um, <laughs> they said it, not me, Stanley, FYI. He, he's going to have to edit the show and he's going to hear how many times we call him a loser. They told me to say it. <laughs> but it wasn't me. Okay, so before we... Before we went on break, we were talking about the alt-right. Again, this is the umbrella term that describes the racists that are following and supporting Donald Trump and are pretty much responsible for the popularity of his campaign. Um, and we also tied it back to what they really are, the KKK rebranded in the 21st century. Now, I, I want to you know, ask this question, uh, you know, is the alt-right movement ruining conservatism? And the reason I say that is because a lot yep. of Republicans and conservatives are not claiming these people uh, that, that lurk on, you know, in the Internet and they make really racist and bigoted statements. And they're like, you know, they're not a part of us. And the alt-right are saying we're not a part of you guys either. But they pretty much are ultra conservatives, like this extreme right fringe of the Republican party so i want to you know i want to throw that to the panel um you know are they ruining conservatism or are they enhancing it in some way i have a line it's you know what it is you built that you built that they always want to say they did this to themselves (laughs) i mean they are absolutely ruining conservatism and the conservatives have nobody but themselves to blame they have been doing nothing but uh, obstruction and dog whistling through the entire barack obama presidency and They've legitimized this group. Whether they've meant to or not, they have. I mean, you can only scream, uh, you know, you got to fight against the government when you're not the government. So many times and and dog whistle about, about Barack Obama so many times and talk about welfare, welfare queens, the mythical welfare queens. Meanwhile, white people take more welfare than anyone else. Um, That's true. Before, before, you know, and, 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 you know, see these hate groups that spring up out of nowhere and then you can't go, wait, how did this happen? No. They did this to themselves. I mean, Melissa's absolutely right. They built this. They built this since 1964. Well, before then. I mean, th- yeah. this really starts even strategy. before Jim Crow. Um, but then with the ending of Jim Crow or the quote unquote ending of Jim Crow, because I 
believe that Jim Crow still exists today, just yes. in other forms through institutionalized racism. But um, I digress. After that, after the signing of the 1964 Civil Rights Movement, L- LBJ famously said that he had lost the South forever. Yeah. And that's where you started having the rise of this white right wing or the, the further rise. And, and for a long time, they were in the shadows. Right. And they continued their movement um, and they got some credence from Reagan in the 80s with the whole Willie Horton and the mythical welfare queen that you point out. And then they sort of just flew under the radar. And you would hear about them from time to time, like when the Oklahoma City bombing happened and so on <laughs> and so forth. But essentially, they weren't in the mainstream. Uh, and then came comes come to today. And now we have Trump, right? And we have um, Trump's uh, CEO, this guy, Bannon, that you mentioned earlier, that literally proudly boasted to reporters that he had transformed Breitbart News into a platform for the alternative right. And then you have the constant dog whistling that that Chad has mentioned. So uh, uh, this is just one of these situations where, um, as I've said, you know, this is not something new. Um, and this has historical roots. And, you know, it, and we to call and, you know, the Rolling Stone has a great title uh, headline this week. And they said to call the alt-right movement what it is, racist as hell. Yeah. Calling them anything other than vile racist is morally reprehensible and intellectually fraudulent. Just ask Leslie Jones. Oh, right. yeah. Before we get to that, guys, I just want to throw out the phone number. If you want to <laughs> chime into this conversation about the alt-right, uh, you can call us up at 212 212- Six five zero. But you know, there's no six, racist. No six, racist. Six nine zero three. You can also tweet us at be heard underscore radio. Uh, yeah. So Chad just mentioned uh, Leslie Jones, who we all know is um, one of the stars of SNL, and she was attacked. First of all, like it's she, been an ongoing campaign it has been against an on, her. It has been an ongoing thing, and it didn't start. I know that the the latest thing that blew up about her is the fact that her website, uh, well, no, her personal information was hacked, um, including nude photos of her and. And then they put it up on the website, her website. And then they also put up, like, I think her address and her telephone number. And not only that, but they put up pictures of a gorilla. So basically, they're comparing this black woman to a gorilla, which has such historic ties and context when it comes to racism. I mean, black people were continually compared to monkeys uh, throughout the history of, of, of the U.S. So, you know, when they did this, it was just blatant. So how does this tie also to the alt-right? Like, is this the alt-right who was responsible for the yes. attack on Leslie? I mean, it, and remember, they're not racists. Yes, it absolutely is. And this has been going on for a long time. And it was straight naked racism when oh. they first started attacking her. And this has been going on for a long time. She was talking about it, uh, what, on the Seth Meyers show or something like that? Like last year, she was talking about how she's constantly, constantly, constantly harassed on Twitter uh, just with straight up racist imagery, straight up racist slurs. And it just goes on and on and on. And there's been no reason reason for it. The only reason they're doing it is because she's she's a successful, funny black woman. That's it. And they're just attacking her and attacking her. And what's his face? Milo, yada yada yada. That guy. (laughs) Milo, who cares? I, I won't get his I won't get his name wrong on purpose because I think he's just vile, an a hole. And uh, he finally got, like, Twitter famously does nothing about trolls. Mm. And and he was the one guy that they banned for life. I mean, sure, he's back in an alternate account. He has to be. Mm. But he has led this campaign against uh, Leslie Jones for a long time, like years. And and now he's probably behind this latest uh, this latest attack on her that, that, that hacked her website that Homeland Security is looking into. 
and uh, uh, he's just been crowing about it, as have been all the Breitbart writers. And so there, that's who the alt right is. And, and the only reason for it is that she is a successful, funny black that's woman. Been the only that one. is the only reason, and it's the same reason why. You know, you mentioned earlier it's a loose coalition of people, and I think that's true. I think it's been stoked by the right, yeah. as I've mentioned, and and won't repeat. But it is a loose collection. I mean, loosely tied into this is also the GamerGate phenomenon. Yes. Um, and for those of you who don't know what that is, that was a bunch of essentially white men that play video games that don't like the fact that women play video games and are good at them. Yeah. Because that apparently also um, attacks their manhood. I mean, yeah, you know, ties it, into the men's right activists, quote unquote, men's right activists. I those can't. losers, um, the gun nuts. They're all included in this like racist stew that calls itself the alt right. Um, excuse me, alt right. I mean, and 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 it's you know we've spoken a lot during this show about racism, but it, there's also a level of sexism oh, yeah, in this oh, also that we should definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. you know, it's all, I mean, it's all white men. Right. Yeah. Straight white men, with a, with cis a, with white men. a few men. token women and... Who, I mean, and, and the thing is, and here's the thing about white privilege. I think that because... White entitlement. Yeah, white entitlement, white privilege, because they're used to having a certain amount of privilege in this country. And then when you have, you know, rhetoric from their leader saying that, oh, your job is being threatened by immigrants or people of color, I'm all of immigrant. a sudden they feel really, really threatened and it automatically translates into, into hate. It's, and that's what we've been seeing in this country forever. It's a classic pivot of the nationalist and the racist is to blame someone else for problems that uh, either you or your own class has created. Right. Uh, that you, you, you victimize the other, the woman, uh, the the gay person, the person of color, the it, immigrant, yeah. all of those people. The reason you're not doing well right now is it's their fault. It's not you. You're not racist. Everyone is racist against you. Right. So That's so, the alt-right. So how do we stop the alt-right? How do we stop them? We crush them in November. There's yeah. no other way. Like, we're not just talking squeak by with a winner because Donald Trump's going to spend the next two months talking about how the, everything's rigged and they're all against him. And but like there has to be an absolute crushing blue tidal wave that just sweeps over everyone like it has to be an absolute unequivocal rejection of their horrifying agenda. Well, I agree with that, uh, you know, with respect to voting and going to the polls, but I also think that the way that we crush them is to just, like, not give them any credence, you know, to call them out for what they yeah, are, mock them. you know, to, to mock them, to make sure that we make it known that we know that they're racist and that, you know, calling them racist doesn't make us racist. That's my favorite yeah. one, right? Like, Anderson Cooper interviewed... Donald Trump last week and asked him if he believed that Hillary Clinton was a bigot. And he was like, yeah, she's a bigot. And mm -hmm. he was like, well, why is she a bigot? And he was like, I don't know. Well, the policies she puts forth, they're, they're bigoted. And they're like, he's like, okay, I understand what you're saying, that you think that her policies have um, effects, uh, institutionalized racism effects, but do you think in her heart that she's a bigot? And he was just like, yeah, she's a bigot. Totally, yeah. And like, no, he just couldn't even explain why he, like, he thought that or like why he meant that. And then, of course, doubled down on it. You, and it's like this, it's typical. It reminds me of third grade when yeah. it's like, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say I bounces see, off yeah, me yeah, and sticks yeah. on you. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> right, that's exactly what yeah. it is. I mean, no, it's, the, I mean, we see that, too, in, in, in the swarms of Internet trolls that, that crash over my Facebook pages. Uh, they're always white men just varying in age. Some, some of them are kids. Most of them are middle-aged and old. And they're always just spouting off this the most horrible racist epithets you can think of. Uh, and they're accusing 
me or the members of my pages of being racism for pointing out that, look, they're kind of saying that Black Lives Matter is, is, is a terrorist organization and that's racist. And they turn around, and they call us racist for saying that. The quickest way to make a racist angry is to call them racist, especially with 30 seconds earlier, he was saying, what's the matter? I'm just making jokes here. And that's what Donald Trump does. He goes, yeah. I'm just being sarcastic. I'm just making jokes. And he says something yep. horribly racist. And then you call him on it and he goes, <laughs> I'm not racist. He, you are. He says, <laughs> no, you misunderstood me or you're, you're reading into that too much. It's, it's horrible. It's on tape. It's right. on and his supporters are all like, I like Donald Trump because he means what he says. And then he says something gets him in trouble. Well, he didn't mean that. Right. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> There's guys. so much hypocrisy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> if you guys want to chime in, you can call us up at 212-650-6903. Tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. And also Alyssa's Facebook page, Politically Preposterous. We're taking comments you know, there one, as well. One more thing I wanted to add to this because you asked, like, how, what can we do? Right. And we talked about calling them out for what they are. And we talked about voting. Um, but there's another thing. And Hillary Clinton did this really, really well in her speech, which is she sent a lifeboat out to moderate Republicans, yeah. ones that don't necessarily stoke these voter ID laws and people who just consider themselves to be um, moderates and fiscally conservative, but are not. I wouldn't. And there are people like this, like uh, Rob Portman is an example, yeah. and he's actually doing very well. Um, you know, but she's also sending out a life raft to people like um, Paul Ryan, who is, ve- is, is very Catholic and who this kind of race baiting doesn't sit well with him and to to other moderate republicans and she's saying listen you can come on this boat with me here's a life raft you know you can remain a republican so that's also part of it which is it's very very important that she do that because the upcoming election is a huge referendum as i said this has to be an unequivocal rejection of the horrifying things that trump is is saying and you will be judged after this election, where you stood, did you speak out against this or did you roll along with it? Because this is actually going to be a pretty pivotal election in our I, history. I'm glad that Hillary Clinton is reaching out to Republicans, but then you have a lot of Republicans like Digging Steve King, in. who is in complete wow. denial. Who <laughs> th- There's a clip of him on MSNBC talking on Morning Joe when Morning Joe had asked him, oh, um, is Donald Trump a racist? And he was like, and he literally says, no, he's not a racist, but last week he said something racist. <laughs> Put it like this. <laughs> Only racist people say things that are racist. If you have a person in your life, your uncle, your grandmother, you, your brother, your coworker, if they say yeah. things that are racist, then racist, that makes them a racist. And it only takes one time. I mean, you can, it only takes one lynching of a black person joke to be cast as a lynch. No, uh, that's all racist. it takes. That's it's it. Absolutely. And that's that's the unequivocal like rejection of, of them that we need to get out there. The yeah. other thing is Rachel Maddow had Trump's campaign manager on Kelly last week. Conway. Yes, she did. And uh, and t- to tie in, like, not only is he racist, he's also a misogynist, just for extra fun. Not only does he hate people of color, he also hates women. And uh, and so Rachel was pressing, pressing her about Roger Ailes, who was famously <laughs> ejected from Fox News for sexually harassing Isn't he Trump's everyone advisor? without... Yeah, and so he's so that's what Rachel asked. She said, "Is Roger Ailes Trump's new uh, advisor in any official or unofficial capacity?" And she said, "No, no, she's he has nothing to do with the campaign. Uh, They're just friends and they talk." That's unofficial. That's an unofficial capacity. So she's you know, I mean, like uh, I I sort of feel bad for his campaign manager if she also wasn't such a monster because I mean she's. You know, she's a figurehead. She's propped up there 
simply to, to, to show, oh, no, I don't hate women. See, here's a woman. Right, right. I mean, and, <laughs> you, know? you know, we unfortunately are going to have to bring this conversation to a close. But, um, you know, we didn't even get into talking about the Islamophobia and how the oh, Islamophobia geez. plays into it and the anti-Muslim and anti-refugee sentiment, which gone. we can talk a little bit about during the news roundup because I definitely know we wanted to mention Syria. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I was just going to say that, um, you know, any final words, any final comments on you know, uh, uh, making sure that people vote and well, well, I'll say this about the alt right because I know you guys answered that question earlier. Um, even when Donald Trump loses, they're still going to be there. Yes, they are. Oh, but they also, absolutely right. They also, they, that's a good point. But yeah. they, but if if and when, when Donald Trump loses, they have to be reminded all the time. You guys are losers. Right, right. and that'll are, make them nuts. <laughs> even right. more nuts. I mean, well, yeah. right, right. I mean. Oh, no, I was going to say, this is a good point that you mentioned. I was at a meeting um, for uh, my bar association the other week, and one of the lawyers came, and he was talking about that. And he said that even after we defeat Donald Trump and after Donald Trump gets crushed, them. we're going to have to keep hitting them because it's like whack-a-mole. They're yeah. going to keep popping up, and we're going to keep having to whack that mold back well, down into its place. they haven't place. gone anywhere, like we said. I mean, well, it's, it's the essence of our country. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, another thing that really, really bothers, frustrates me and also puzzles me is, the fact that the Republican Party acknowledged back in 2012 that they cannot win or maintain a presence in our country if yeah. they only try to solicit white votes. So here you have Donald Trump as the leader of the Republican Party continuing to pander to this racist white bigots who mm -hmm. we now call the alt-right. And it's it's obvious that he cannot win. So you know what? If Donald Trump wants to continue to bash women and Muslims and people of color and Hispanic people in our country, he's basically digging his own grave. Because after he loses this election, it's also going to affect his business brand. Who's going to do business and want to take pictures and be affiliated with a man that continue that is known as a, a, a racist, bigot, a xenophobe, and everything else that is horrible? Yeah, so he's, he's going to be he's going to be Rush Lim <laughs> he's going to be Rush Limbaugh 2.0 because yeah. the, the well, conservative talk radio is going to need an overhaul and they're going to have to get just like we were saying the alt-right's going to get even more vicious and nasty uh, and uh, donald trump's going to be their leader right. well and well donald trump is going to be a leader somewhere far behind because i don't think that what he's saying is going to help him in any way after he loses this election well yes but, and no but I mean, on that note we do have to okay. <laughs> take a break <laughs> Um, we just wrapped up the conversation, but don't go anywhere, guys. When we come back from this break, we're going straight into the news roundup right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Hey.